0: Good evening, welcome back. We are in the middle of Perig Dalad, chapter 4 of Shara Bitochen. And we've been talking about the necessity of creating kalim, natural vessels for Hashem's brachas. And uh, the irresponsibility of refusing to do so, even though we know that those vessels don't actually help or hurt us, but this is the system that Hashem has set up, and therefore this is how we're supposed to do things. Okay, now, continuing inside the text, Let's say that it doesn't work out, and a person does not secure a livelihood through the means that he has employed. Okay, you mean you mean I was supposed to put forth effort, I put forth effort, and it didn't work. All right, all right, calm down, hold on. It's possible the reason you're not making any money today is that the money you need, you already have. Or it might come to you through a different way. Two possibilities. You didn't make any money today, could mean just because you already have the money you need for today. The Nader says, maybe it's some object that you own in the house that you need to sell, that you could pawn off. But you have the assets. You, maybe you, may, you might have to liquidate them. But if you didn't make money today, maybe it's because you have you have it already. Or another possibility. Maybe you don't have it. Maybe it has to come to you. But not through the channel that you uh, were pursuing which is fine you know i'm sure everybody has heard the vort about the fish yeah by the way if anyone can ever find the source of the vort about the fish please uh let me know but everybody knows the vort about the fish that when you open up a fish i'm talking about big fish who eat little fish you would expect that the fish in the stomach the little fish inside the stomach of the big fish would be facing the same direction because this is a fish and this is a fish okay so the big fish like by the way baby shark okay this is like the little fish and the big fish is chasing it oh and he grabs it right and that's what you would think you would find when you open up the big fish you'd find the little fish facing the same way because he was chasing him right but then actually when you open up the fish what do you find I asked a fisherman about this once, and he said it's absolutely true. What do you find? You find that the fish inside the big fish are pointing are pointing the other way, like, like this. So how do you explain that? So the vort is that while the big fish was chasing his prey, and he was trying to catch one fish, Hashem sent him another fish that he wasn't chasing. And, and the idea is that Sometimes what you are chasing isn't the thing you catch, but you still got to chase, okay? It doesn't mean that what you are chasing is what you're going to catch, but it is important to chase. Um, And uh, what did I want to say? Oh, yeah, that's one of the reasons why on Shabbos we eat fish, because a person might think that if he doesn't work on Shabbos, he's going to lose out on Parnosa. You should know that uh, the Parnosa that you're supposed to have, Hashem is going to send it to you, okay? But again like we've been saying at length in chapter 4, not if you sit there and do nothing, you have to pursue things, but just remember, it's, it's funny because we really, 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 uh, in our minds, connect our shtadlus with causation, that our, our shtadlus literally causes our parnosah, and it doesn't, it doesn't. We have to engage in shtadlus, but in the end, our comes to us based on however Hashem wants to send it to us. Okay. Continuing, while as upon him she so whatever the case may be, a person should pursue some means to a living. While he shouldn't be lax about pursuing them, provided they are appropriate to his character, and his body. Ulu and his faith, Ulu Elame, and to his place in the world, meaning meaning his class. Kashekidamti, like I've already explained. At length, at length we're explaining about how it really is important to pursue a klifa parnosa, which is appropriate to your personality, and your body type, and your experience, and, and, and even your preferences. Okay. And at the same time you're pursuing this, he should place his trust in Hashem, that he will not abandon him, neglect him, or ignore him. Like it says, Hashem is a good stronghold on the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. And also it says, regarding health and sickness. Okay, so till now, this was just speaking about Parnosa, about a livelihood. What about matters of health? And the Rebbeinah Bechai is going to say that we apply essentially the same principles to maintaining our health, as well as seeking healing when we need it. Okay, A person should trust in Hashem regarding this. But at the same time, even though Yevitochen doesn't mean that because we are religious Jews and we have Bitochen, and therefore we don't have to uh, wear masks or keep social distancing. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, it's going to make people mad. What do you want? But at the same exact time, But at the same exact time, we should pursue, this is what Bein is saying this very very clearly here, that at the same time we have Betochen and Hashem, a person should seek continued health through natural means. And he should fight illness in the customary way to do so. As our creator, may he be exalted, commanded us, his healing he should give. Without, at the same time, without having faith in the power of the natural causes of health and illness to help or harm him, except with Hashem's permission. So it's interesting. On one hand, you have to have Bitochen. Health is only from Hashem. At the same time, you have to do the natural, normal thing. At the same time, though, don't think that doing the natural, normal thing is what actually helps or hurts you. It's really only Hashem's blessings that help or hurt. Um, there's a lot of interesting commentary right here. Um, regarding where, where we talk about natural means, Basibas Hashem the the uh, the natural means, the of Vonin, he says it's talking about herbs and that Rabbein Bahaya is excluding here superstitions, which are halachically forbidden. There are certain superstitious sugulais remedies that are supposed to bring health. Teva avonin says that when, when Rabbein Bahaya says natural means, he's, he's specifically excluding uh, that kind of stuff. What is that specifically? Ask your Rav, ask your mashpih. Um When it says the customary way, when, when we said to, to, to push off, to fight illness in the way that is accustomed or customary to push it off, to get rid of it, what does that mean, customary? So the Pas lechem, another one of our favorite commentaries here on Cheva Selvavis, Pas explains something very interesting. He says that medicine has a placebo effect. We all know that about the power of the placebo effect. Because when, when you believe in a treatment, it makes it more efficient. It makes it more effective. So if somebody behaves in the customary way, then it actually it makes it more effective because he knows he's doing something that's the customary way. This is what works for so many people. For that reason, medicine is different than nutrition, because when you consume food, you naturally receive the nutrients that you need from the food. But healing is different. There's so many psychological factors when it comes to healing. And that's why the the Paslecham points out that in the Gemara, there's a special uh, blessing that we're supposed to say when you perform a medical procedure, that it should be successful, because there's so much more than just the... uh, the actual you know, biological effect. Let's continue here. And when a person trusts in his Creator, he will cure him, the Creator will cure him of his illness, by natural means or without natural means? However he wants. Like it says... He sends out his word, Hashem sends out his word, and he heals them. So it's Hashem's word that heals us. In fact, not only can Hashem heal us any way he wants, even though it's up to us to pursue natural, regular, normal means of healing, but... At the same time, Hashem could heal us any way He wants. Not only could He heal us any way He wants, He could even heal us with something that normally is damaging, with a davar mazic. Like you know the story in Tanakh about Elisha and the bad water, Shiripa Hazekam that uh, He cured its unwholesomeness with salt. Like it says, Roim Mishakelis that uh, the water was bad, and the earth was barren. Just after Elio was taken up to heaven in a fire, Elisha is in, Yerichai, in Jericho, and the people of the city tell him that the water is bad, and uh, like Flint. And upon hearing this, Elisha asks for salt, and he throws it in the water. And he says, Thus says Hashem, I've healed the water. And the water is cured. No pun intended. (laughs) You know, cured? I think it was a good pun. Anyways, the Paslecham points out that there's nothing that makes water uh, more uh, inconsumable than salt. And yet, Hashem tells Elisha to cure the water with salt. So Hashem can use any means He wants, even something that is absolutely counterintuitive. Then we have another story. We have the story of... The Mayim Hamorim, the the bitter waters, and I think at the end of Parshish B'Shalach, that's with Meish Rabbeinu. So it says, yeah, Hashem Hashem showed him, meaning he showed Meish Rabbeinu uh, a tree. A bit, and it was a bitter tree, to throw into the water. Vramu the, akadmenim the, the ancient ones say, what was that that wood that he threw into the bitter waters to cure them? it was a certain type of bitter tree. So he was treating the bitterness with bitterness. It's counterintuitive. and similarly, Yisu Develas Ta'inim V'yimchiru ala Shechin that's, that's another story. That is talking about Hezkio, when he was on his deathbed, and he prayed to Hashem to remember him, and to remember his faithfulness. And the prophet Yeshio appeared and told him that he'll, he'll be cured, and he told him to bring fig cakes to heal him. And the Medush says, That it's the nature of figs to be bad for skin. And how much more so if the skin is unhealthy with boils, the Paslechem points out. And nevertheless, in this case, precisely the thing that you would think is is bad for this case was was the the treatment for it. And you already know, how do you already know? Uh, we spoke about it in the third introduction, right? The third hakdama in chapter three. We spoke about uh, the king Asa and how he put too much stock in the healers. It says, He hurts, but he soothes. He wounds, but his hands also heal. That's uh, a from Eov. And that's talking about Hashem. Hashem is the, the true healer. The doctors, again, doctors are just like we're speaking about having a job is really just deniable plausibility for Hashem to sustain you miraculously. The doctors are the same thing. The doctors are the deniable plausibility for Hashem to have an alibi when He heals you miraculously. Okay? Fine. Now let's, let's explain the second group. Remember from the beginning of this chapter, we said there are different types of concerns. So we dealt with the first type of concerns. Now we're gonna deal with the second type. These are matters relating to a person's possessions. Visibis Tarpai and his source of income. And his different business dealings, whether it be Bemischar, in commerce, umlaka or handicrafts, or business travel, uminoi or high office, uschidis or salary work, Upekidos or um, civil service, Vavedas Hamulakim or working for the government, or being a uh, financial manager, or um, property leasing, or a credit business, or serving as a scribe, or serving as a scribe, or providing other services like crossing deserts or undertaking sea voyages and similar occupations. <laughs> Things that people engage in to accumulate money and lead a life of luxury uh, beyond their their needs. Paslachim explains that this refers to two types of people here. That's um, The person who's stingy, and so he doesn't spend his money on anything. He just accumulates wealth, more wealth than he spends. And then it could also be somebody who spends it all, but he spends way more than he needs to spend because he likes to pamper himself and to get luxuries. At any rate, let's talk about this, uh, this second type of concern. The proper way of relying on God in these matters is for one to engage in whatever occupation the Creator has prepared for him to the extent necessary for his maintenance and sustenance to attain what suffices him in this world. Just to do... Enough. Don't go overboard. Don't do more than necessary. If Hashem has ordained for him to have more than his necessities, it will come to him without burden or toil. Just as uh, he relies on Hashem for it, He doesn't have to go look for different means to attaining it and he should definitely not emotionally rely upon it. if Hashem hasn't decreed that he should have more than his needs, that he should have expendable wealth, he can work all the work in the heavens and the earth to try to increase He's not going to be able to increase it in any way, shape, or form. You know, there's a famous uh, marshal in Chizidus. I think the original source is from Derech Mitzvay from the Maimetiglach Samentzira, which is a favorite Maimet of mine. Uh, but over there, he says that business endeavors are providing. You know, Akeli. We've been speaking about this at length. And a marshal for this is clothing. Actually, clothing sometimes is also called kalim. Clothing <laughs> is not in a category of Kol Harezem Shubach. Oh, this suit fits perfectly, but you know what would make it even better? Let's make it even longer. Let's make it even bigger. No, you don't want that. You want your suit to fit. If you make it bigger than it needs to be, not only does it not fit, but you're going to trip on it. So the same thing is, if a person has a clee for parnosa, that's enough. Don't expand the clee. That's like making your clothing bigger. It's not going to help. It's actually going to hurt because you're going to end up tripping on it. Okay. The kasha yivtach belakim, but if he has trust in Hashem, he will find peace of mind and tranquility of the soul. Kiloi yavreno huke elzulose, because his allotted portion will not be transferred to another. nor will it come any earlier or later than the appointed time. That's it. So bottom line, have bitochin that's rule number one. It's probably rule number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, and then have a job. And the same thing with health, have bitochin and see a doctor, okay? But uh, the main thing to remember is these natural means do not actually have power to help us or to hurt us. Hashem is the one helping us and only he can, only he can decide uh, what we're going to get. And if uh, if he wants us to have something, then any suitable means is going to be good enough for it. And to tell you the truth, like we were saying, even unsuitable means, because if Hashem really wants to, he can send healing or parnassa. Through a very counterintuitive path. If he wants it to get to us, it'll it'll, it'll get to us. Okay? Fine. So the question, is it proper to seek out the best doctor? Um, I'll tell you. I've seen many times in the Rebbe's letters where the Rebbe will say to speak to a yadid, a doctor who cares about you, a friend, a doctor who's a friend. Um, I've seen also many times that Eba will say to get a second opinion and not even as like a, like, because I didn't like what the first doctor said, but to get a few opinions. Um, whether i S I've seen where the Deba suggests dafka to find the top specialist. I can't recall. I can't recall if that was something that i ever recommended, but, uh, certainly there is. Uh, An idea of trying to do your due diligence. And it's not just, you know, go to the doctor and the first thing he tells you, you know, just listen to him. Um, You want to see the right doctor. But again, um, you know, what does it mean the right doctor? Definitely someone who cares about you. Like we were mentioning before, remember that healing is so funny because there's so much about healing that's psychological. Remember that? Earlier we were... Uh, who, who pointed that out? What, one of our commentaries? Were, uh, the Paslechem, yeah. Remember the Paslechem was saying how healing, there's so much that's psychological about healing, so uh, it really does matter if the doctor uh, cares about you. Um, does it matter because it makes them technically better? I don't know. Maybe it does. Does it matter because there's some type of healing energy? Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm I don't know otherworldly things. I know, I know there are powers beyond us that exist, but I don't know how they work. But uh, or does it work because when you feel good about the about the treatment, it works. I I don't know. And you want to call that placebo? And maybe it is a placebo, and maybe it works. So who cares if it is? But there is such a thing as um, you know, being comfortable with your doctor and having a relationship with the doctor. And also, uh, again, to, to seek more than one opinion. Don't just uh, listen to somebody. And there's another concept as well. If a doctor is negative, don't listen to him at all because permission was granted to the healer to heal. He only has power to heal. He doesn't have power, God forbid, to condemn anyone and tell them that they're beyond healing, God forbid. So uh, th- those are some important uh, rules when seeking when seeking doctors. Okay, fine. So we're going to continue again next week. This is this is Thursday night, so we don't have class tomorrow night. We'll continue Mitzvah Shem next week. Thank you everybody for joining us again, and uh, signing off for now.